You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, the Bucks couldn't do it. Couldn't do it tonight. They lose 115 to 108 to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans go on a big run to end this one. I think it was, I need to double check my tweets, but 28-14 I think to end it. Yeah, yeah, there was a 13-3 run, a 28-14 finish. Basically, you know, the, the Bucks sort of massive best in the league uh, clutch numbers this year uh, abandoned them tonight. And, you know, that... That was a fart that, noise. <laughs> thanks. I'm glad it was just a noise, not an actual one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was the thing. I mean, you can't rely on, you know, that you're just going to be better in the clutch than the other team every night. Um, and tonight the Bucks were not. And, you know, we can talk about some things they did throughout the game that probably didn't give them as good a chance as they should have had to beat this team because I mean we talked about it last night the Pelicans are kind of not what you expected you know when you kind of look at their statistical profile but what we saw tonight kind of confirmed what we found out in the discussion last night they they are as sort of weird as as the numbers suggest they are in terms of being an up and down team with these two big guys they still play pretty fast they get shots up quickly um they do a good job you know moving the ball to get open threes and um even with those big guys theoretically some rim protection um they're not good defensively but tonight didn't matter because the bucks couldn't stop them they desperately want you to ugly up your game to play their game and if you do it you're probably gonna pay for it and i think that was kind of what we saw tonight the, there was just times throughout that second half where points were coming so easy and you're like oh my god the bucks have to be up huge right now and then it'll be five maybe up to seven but probably about five and then the pelicans would get a couple more get close again and the bucks would push it back out and it would be very quick and they would be 6-0 runs 7-0 runs and you just go back and forth with that but never at really at any point was it like oh pelicans are done for like you you never felt that and if you let them stick around the whole time well they can make you pay for it they have enough talented guys and uh with 339 left the bucks go down 108 101 and i tweeted out something about well that might be it i don't know if the if the bucks are are gonna be able to come back from that one and someone's like well with the pelicans defense uh, they got a chance and i was like well the bucks do have to stop somebody at some point and they weren't able to do that and the Pelicans end up coming away with a victory tonight. So uh, not what you want to see for the Bucks from uh, just making that one-game road trip. Um, but it's it's a pretty rough one. Defensive rating on the night for the Bucks 120. Offensive rating of 112.7. And the pace number is at 95.8. One of the higher ones we've seen from the Bucks in a pretty good long while. 
I thought it was interesting. I mean, in terms of, you know, the three-point numbers, they make 13 out of 25, uh, does New Orleans. Um, we had hoped that they used up all their three-point uh, shots uh, the other night in Houston, but unfortunately, they continue to make them tonight. Etwan Moore was especially good uh, from deep. And, you know, it's one of those things where it wasn't so much the pick and rolls that were just like, you know, they weren't like trapping all the time or going back to some of that stuff. Um, but the Bucks just it's just like when when the gravity of those of the big guys or, you know, the Pelicans would would drive and get near the basket. They would, you know, pull those midget dribbles where they go along the baseline um inevitably the bucks just seem to get sucked in and someone would be left open and you know again 13 out of 25 yeah i mean that's some bad luck in terms of a team shooting above 50 percent against you but um again you have to be prepared for that to happen and uh, you know it just seemed like there were a lot of wide open looks tonight and the pelicans converted i mean they've been doing that a lot this season and you know again uh, it was just one of those things the bucks were able to score for you know consistently for long stretches in this game um but in the fourth quarter they uh you know normally that's been a time when they have gotten buckets but um i mean maybe we should talk a little bit about the rotations because uh eric bledsoe plays 32 minutes which you know again he doesn't play as many minutes as as Giannis and chris thankfully um but curiously uh deandre liggins came in so let me let me kind of start from the top here so Bledsoe goes to the bench with three seconds left in the end of the thir- third quarter. 3.2 seconds left. The Bucks have the ball. They're going to get Liggins in. Kid subs Liggins in for Eric Bledsoe, who's his best shot creator. Giannis was on the bench at that point getting a rest. Not much rest for Giannis tonight, by the way. Another 42-minute night tonight. So you put in DeAndre Liggins, who actually hit a, a few shots tonight. He was three out of four, so bully on DeAndre Liggins. But um, you take out your best shot creator with three seconds left in the third quarter. Chris Middleton drives and throws up a prayer and that doesn't go in. So that was just, I mean, I, like why, right? Like I, I just don't, I just don't know why you sub DeAndre Liggins in an offense only situation is just bizarre, right? I mean, you get maybe Bledsoe a little bit extra time on the bench. Those but 20 seconds cannot what, be worth it. What, what What is that worth it, right? So it's just like little things like that on the margin. You just piss away some you know potential value there your chances of getting a bucket just go down and then in the fourth quarter Bledsoe when did Bledsoe come back the, the four minute mark something like 339. that 339 339 mark Bledsoe comes back I, I didn't notice it but on Twitter a couple people noted that he was sitting at the scorers table for a few minutes waiting to get in while DeAndre Liggins was on the court all the while the Bucks are you know in the shootout and, and eventually struggling to keep up with uh, the Pelicans in terms of scoring Liggins ended up minus 12 even on a night where he shot pretty well. Um, and again, it's just, it's just one of those things like, you know, we, we obviously, we, we talk a lot in rotation wise in terms of Giannis playing too many minutes and, and that's tough, right? Like, you know, finding min- ways to steal minutes with Giannis on the bench is difficult. Um, but situations like this in crunch time, you know, the, the sins of omission where you have a guy in Bledsoe who was not great tonight, you know, 14 points on 14 shots, hit three out of eight threes, five assists, four steals. Um, five turnovers, not great. But Eric Bledsoe versus DeAndre Liggins, you know, who who is giving you a better chance to keep up with the New Orleans Pelicans? And, you know, even Jason Kidd seemed to agree, but then he just let Bledsoe just sit there and watch the game, didn't call a timeout in order to, to stop the clock. And so, you know, just frustrating that that big run is happening late in the game and, you know, you don't have your best guys on the floor. And I, I don't think we saw 
I don't think we saw the Bucks' best lineup until those last few minutes of the game. If you, you know, say the Bucks' best lineup with the current injuries would be basically the starters and then GP2 out, obviously, and, and Malcolm Brogdon subbed in. So um, just frustrating. I don't know if we've talked much about Giannis, but Giannis did Giannis things. 32 points, 9 boards, 4 assists, 5 steals, a block. Um, he got off quickly, 21 points to half. Struggled with the shooting a bit in the second half. Um, but obviously Giannis was overall very good again tonight. John Henson was good, and I felt like John Henson also plays 30 minutes, but probably should have played even more because he was the only big guy who certainly had a chance of kind of making Cousins' life more difficult. Thon Maker struggled in that regard. Um, so I think if you look back at this in a game, you lose by seven points. Um, certainly those rotations, you feel like you left points out on the floor with that. And then also uh, we talked about Bledsoe not having a good night. Chris Middleton shot the ball very poorly. Uh, did have 10 assists so he you know again Chris did other things it's sort of like one of those things Chris does if he shoots poorly he seems to do other things but five out of 19 and just two out of nine from three he's obviously been shooting the ball really well of late but uh, again tough to look at those shooting numbers and and not feel like that also played a big role in in losing this game (sighs) I'm did I heap too much misery on you in that in that little soliloquy probably no you didn't you didn't heap enough, and that's why I was sighing because I was trying to figure out if that's if I needed to do some more. But you talk about stuff on the margins and sure rotations, etc. But I don't know if I've ever seen anyone blow a Giannis and me, whoever that me is, two on one break. And I saw GP two do it twice tonight. He did it twice the other night too. Like he has no chemistry with Giannis on fast breaks. Like. He is the only guy, it seems, who can screw up a Giannis fast break. Tonight, he, he what, he throws that one, like, lob that was to neither Henson nor Giannis, and they end up bundling it on, yep. like, a three-on-one. And then when Giannis is there with him two-on-one, uh, I don't know if it was Anthony Davis, somebody basically conceded a layup to him, and GP2 takes it, and he blows the layup. I mean, there, he finally... There are he, literally two options in those situations. One, dribble as fast as you can, and then pass it to Giannis. Or two, pass it to Giannis and then run as fast as you can. There's no in between. There, there's no. Oh, I'm gonna take this one. Or oh, I'm gonna go at eh, 75% and try to make this defender make a decision. No, one or the other. That's it. Like it, it, that, that. There's there's nothing else there. And if you when you dribble really fast and the guy doesn't cover you, okay, shoot the layup. We'll see. We see Eric Bledsoe do that sometimes, but. I don't know how you how you screw that up twice in a game, like I, it just it boggles my mind, and I, I guess just overall, good God, Tony save us, Tony Snell please come back, Delhi help Delhi please come back, like, they they just yeah. desperately need to get rid of seventeen plus seventeen plus eighteen, so that's 50, almost that's, that's fifty two minutes yeah. 52 minutes of GP2, Rashad Vaughn, and DeAndre Liggins. It needs to be excised. It, it, and, and whatever, fair, whatever needs it, to be done, it needs to go away. And they all and played it, okay-ish tonight. For them, they the were most all okay, okay they've right? been. Yes. Yeah. They're just, for them, they were they were okay. I mean, GP2 was around the ball, got a couple of steals. Um, but you know, just sort of that—that that was the thing I, tonight for the Bucks. Like the Bucks got a bunch of steals they got 14 steals they got a bunch of points off turnovers you know 21 forced turnovers um 20 fast break points they scored 24 points off of turnovers but that was pretty much you know it was either a turnover or it was a good shot in a bucket for for new orleans it felt like you know? uh, aside um, aside from rashad 
everything gets so tight when one of those guys yeah. is in. If it's GP2 and it's Liggins, everything is just so tight. And it's tight for different reasons. Like, GP2 is normally cutting or somehow floating in the middle of the floor, and it just clogs up everything. Or with Liggins, it's, I don't really want to shoot, so... I'm going to catch it and then pass it. And he was a little bit better in that regard tonight. But still, like, you can really tell this team is desperately missing Tony no-conscious Snell. Like, <laughs> if you toss it to him for a three, he is going to shoot it if he has a sliver of space. And that is not the case with those two. And there are times, and you saw tonight, where GP2 can be effective off-ball because he's cutting really hard and he's getting good looks. But if uh, those two dunks that I'm getting out of it aren't worth the 15 cuts that he's using to attempt to get those two dunks. Like it, it's just not worth it. So um, all I can say is the Bucks desperately, desperately need to d- just have some of those guys come back. Tony, uh, Delhi, whoever it is, like just come. I mean, even Jet, all three of those guys, like <laughs> any of them, come back to save the Bucks' wing rotation and more importantly to save my eyes. Well, here's the scary part. I mean, so Liggins, you know, Liggins is one of those guys, he, he fights, he scraps, you know, when when he is agitating at his best and not fouling every time, which, you know, most of the time he's fouling all the time, but when he's kind of like doing well, you you know, he's in a guy that eye test wise, you're going to be like, oh man, Liggins is giving him a real shot in the arm and all this. And, you know, the problem is just, they're just bad when he's on the court. <laughs> I mean, you know, this season... And again, you know, plus minus, blah blah blah. Ligands with with Ligands on the court, the Bucks scored ninety nine and a half points per one hundred. Overall, they're at one hundred and seven. Um, defensively, they give up one hundred eight with him on the court. With him off the court, they score one hundred. Uh, they sorry, sorry, they score one ten. They give up one hundred five. And I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, I mean, offensively, I mean, you talked about it. Like he's just not a guy that you want touching the ball. He can occasionally hit those spot up threes. Um, but he's afraid to shoot him. We see him like, you know, not know what to do late in clock sometimes and make extra passes. He's not a confident guy on the ball. You know, everything just sort of gets gummed up. And especially when he's out there, like it seems like he's out there a lot with like Thon and, you know, one other, like if he's out there with Rashad, again, who's been okay. Um, But it's just like, man, it's really tough offensively. You're putting so much pressure on those other two guys, you know, either, you know, Giannis and Malcolm or Chris and, Bledsoe or you know some some combination of those guys when they're on the court so it, it's just tough I mean if, if the Bucks could get to the point where Liggins doesn't need to be playing at all I think they would just be in a much better spot because um, you know again the offense has been for the most part very good tonight it was really the defense that ultimately hurt them but you know again it's just these points on the margin in a game you lose by seven um, you can't help but think that there were just some some generally parts of the game here where especially in that fourth quarter Liggins is out there for, for what from the start of the fourth quarter to almost the three and a half minute mark and that, that's just tough I mean clearly it wasn't working defensively and offensively uh, obviously you know it worked for a while they they were scoring well for much of the game they ended up with a good offensive rating but um, and down the stretch in that fourth quarter they just didn't you know just couldn't get anything done yeah and like some nights there's just going to be off nights for especially for Middleton like he's not athletic enough to get to the rim so he's going to rely on being just having more skill and and just kind of talent in general so like he's going to have these off shooting nights um but when you see Bledsoe kind of struggling when you see Middleton kind of struggling like I always 
tend to look at the environment as well because they're both very good players, and you just see the the messiness that is the Bucks' offense um, just kind of bogging down. And with Giannis, he's so great and so incredible that it, do- it doesn't freaking matter. Um, like he can just go out and still get thirty two points, nine rebounds, four assists, five steals. Like he can still go out and do that because he just is so good that even in a gummed up half court, he's still going to slither through and dunk on somebody. Like he he can still do that. But those other guys, like they need the little bit extra boost that you can get from. Uh, spacing the floor a little bit better but yeah the the just looking at the minutes I keep thinking to myself like okay so I cut out 17 minutes of Gary Payton and then I'm like so I'm playing 35 of Malcolm and 25 of Rashad like that doesn't sound fun um and like like the, the Bucks are just in a really bad spot depth wise and um it's tough to for me to think through how you're going to actually get those minutes and put together a rotation while getting rid of some of those guys. So um, whatever they need to do, I don't know if there's they are in New Orleans. Maybe there's some voodoo magic that they can figure out down there to to get those guys healthier uh, a little bit quicker. But man, they they desperately need some of that um, defensively. Obviously, they struggled tonight, and that's the reason they end up losing. I'm trying to think exactly what kind of happens with this Pelicans team, but I just feel like it's a very strange team uh, because they do so much playmaking through Boogie and Brow that you, I think you just have to remain really disciplined and, and always remind yourself that, okay, those are the guys that are the playmakers. Maybe I shouldn't help off here because uh, they're maybe a little bit bigger and slower and Giannis can get through. Like I, I don't know. They're just – they're, they're a strange team. <laughs> I don't think there's really any way around that. I, I'm not exactly sure defensively um, what you can do to cut down on that. I think uh, closing out the three-point line a little bit harder obviously would have been a good thing, but uh, 25 attempts and hitting 13, you get hit with a little bit of bad luck, but at the same time, I think a number of those looks were open. Yeah, I mean, interesting to look at, at Boogie and Brow. I mean, I thought Henson particularly played Boogie about as, you know, well as you, you could really expect them to play. Nine turnovers. Um, yeah, I mean, frustrated him a lot when he played with, the, you know, put the ball on the ground um, and, you know, wasn't either really attacking the rim quickly or, or shooting threes. Um, I thought Henson did, did a nice job. And, you know, uh, again, both those guys going for, what, 25, 26 points on 16 shots. I mean, they were efficient, right, yep. you know, as, as far as scoring. But, you know, neither guy kind of had, like, a blow-up night. And, you know, again, I, I don't I – don't, I mean, I hesitate to say, like, oh, well, you know, you, you can live with making, you know, Darius Miller and, and Etuan Moore beat you and, and kind of taking that tack um, because especially in the modern day, like, those guys – I mean, those guys make three-pointers, right? And yep. so saying, like, oh, well, I'm going to make – good three-pointers make three-pointers well they're probably going to make three-pointers you know that <laughs> yeah. most nights like you know that happens so um i don't know i mean tonight I, I don't as much as the bucks defense wasn't good uh in terms of the result obviously i mean i think i have less of an issue just in the sense that um you know they they have a, this is a good team this is a team that can score a ton of points if they're making shots they were making shots and it's not like again the bucks were just throwing you know 15 guys at the ball and you know trapping and then giving up open threes that way i mean it felt a little bit more organic i mean i i get that if you know davis has the ball near the near the paint or boogie has the ball near the paint that 
that they have gravity and that, you know, again, you're going to probably send an extra guy at times or you're going to take that extra step off. And, and that's hard, you know, having the discipline not to do that in some of those situations. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of one of those nights. I, I think a lot of the frustration is just, you know, the fact that we have to see some of these, these, uh, lesser talented guys playing big minutes. Um, and, and again, I mean, this wasn't, you know, a bad offensive night by any stretch for, yeah. for Deandre Liggins. Um, you know, GP two continues to sit in the corner and just miss three pointers when Giannis gives him nice looks. Um, but you know, he was at least around the ball a little bit, a little bit. Um, and the bucks were plus six with GP two on the court. But again, that's everybody who's playing with more so than GP two himself. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating to watch uh, a game like this. Cause you know, you feel like you, you very well could easily have won this game if not for uh, a few things here and there. And, and obviously, um, you know, feeling like you didn't have your best lineup on the court uh, for for most of that fourth quarter is is probably the most frustrating part from the you know nightly list of Jason Kidd complaints. So um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You 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 know see your your winning streak snapped. You drop a game that uh, you feel like you could have won, especially you've been mopping up against the West. And certainly now, uh, no question that you have to go and take care of business against a Bulls team that Jesus Christ they won again tonight, Eric. The Four Chicago straight. Bulls. Have won another basketball game, and the Bulls now are are hotter than the Bucks. So um, hopefully, the Milwaukee Bucks realize that and uh, play with some focus on Friday night. Yeah, it's strange to think about that. All of a sudden, that that game against the Bulls is. I don't, I'm not going to say difficult, but it is more more testing than you thought it was going to be. And especially you're looking at uh, Friday, Saturday back to back. So you kind of have to to get your you have to get it together. You got to figure it out because I don't think you're planning on winning that Rockets game uh, at Houston on a back-to-back. I don't, I don't think that's a game you circle as a win. You might even circle it and say that that's probably a schedule loss. Uh, so that Friday night game becomes that much more important. And like I said, uh, tonight is a, a night where I'm struggling to really talk about a, a lot of stuff that I, that I think is really terrible. Obviously, we've already mentioned the rotations and and kind of how on the margins you could get some more wins there, but I, I just keep thinking about the lack of depth. The the and then on the other end, the Pelicans hitting a number of shots, um, and and Anthony Davis and down Demarcus Cousins just being very good basketball players um i'm struggling to come up with much more to discuss than than that the hope is that you get some guys healthy and those wing minutes can become significantly more productive than they have been yeah and guy we haven't talked about um joel ballenboy actually played seven minutes tonight hit both of his shots including a uh interesting like flip shot late in a shot clock um i thought you were going to say the ball and boom that he had Oh no no! Also, yeah, did have a nice dunk off of a you know a dump off pass from Chris Middleton. Um, I mean, he only played in the first half. He was he was fine. You know, he didn't look like a guy who you know doesn't belong per se. But um, obviously, you know, tonight tough to to really gauge given he he was out there. I think against was it Anthony Davis that he was out against? Man, um, that's a fun thing to say about a borderline NBA player. I wish I could say that a little bit more often. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I am. Aren't you absolutely well, especially because you. This is because this, this is your favorite thing to be. But aren't you fascinated to see what happens with GP two when he inevitably yes. hits his forty five day two way contract limit? Like, 
Yes. Like, first off, does Jason Kidd know that he can't play him like this all season? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously. Can I be the, the one to break it to him? <laughs> well, obviously, you can make, you know, the, obvi- there's the obvious argument that if ever you were going to have him playing any minutes, it would be right now because you have, you know, all these guys injured uh, in the backcourt and on the wing. Um, you know, again, not that we. That, that, to be clear, this should not be taken as an endorsement of GP2 in the starting five and playing 17 minutes because that that's not what it is. I mean, I was I was thinking about it, like what what is the what is the analog of this? And I was trying to think like like if you were going to go on a on a first date and you put on like your best shirt and your like best pants and you know you're you're, you're trying to look as good as possible and then you just put on like a, like a crappy shitty pair of shoes and and you're just like well. You know, if, the, if I'm going to marry this girl, she's going to have to see these shoes at some point. So that's Ooh, why I'm going to wear them on the first date. Like, I was trying to think, like, is that a metaphor for putting Gary – is Gary Payton, like, the crappy shoes? Um, I know he's, he's oh, loved Junior. It's, it's no pants. It's, it's no, no pants. <laughs> you have your best shirt, great pair of shoes, fancy socks. You really make your hair look nice and then just no pants. Just pantsless. And then just go just pantsless? Okay. Um, yeah, well, yeah. The, but man, we're, we're – <laughs> I feel bad. We're, I mean, Gary Payton's just trying to go out and make a living, right? He's just trying to get an this NBA is true. contract. We are probably being needlessly harsh, but I think it yeah. it underlines kind of the – I mean, you, you think a little bit about the depth problems and the, the concerns that I think both of us had going into the season on this roster from spots 9 through 13. 9 through 15, somewhere in there. Like I think we did have concerns about that uh, before the season. Uh, we haven't seen Sterling Brown step into some minutes. We haven't seen DJ Wilson step into a role, and, and that really hurts. That, that means that those guys that we were concerned about before the season kind of have to step up, and that can be kind of hard. I mean, even, even think about DeAndre Liggins. He wasn't even on the team. He wasn't on the team, and he steps up and gives you – I mean, they're not good minutes, but he's giving you minutes, um, and that was something you would have never predicted before the season. So um, I think just the fact that we are spending most of this podcast talking about those 52 minutes uh, underlines that point. It, it, it informs exactly why we are worried about that or why we were worried about that and now why we are sitting here complaining about it so all right we're gonna we're gonna end this on a positive note okay. we we we've, we've really barely talked about Giannis because we just take him completely for granted at this point um but let, let's talk for a moment about Giannis while we wrap this up let's let's at least give people a little bit of a, a good taste in their mouths okay. as we as we send you on your day um so Giannis tonight comes out uh interestingly didn't doesn't shoot a free throw in the first half uh, goes, what was he, 10 out of 15, 10 out of 16, something like that, or 10 out of 14, something like that. Um, w- did hit an open kind of rhythm uh, catch-and-shoot three off an inbound. Um, just kind of had his jump shot going early and was also getting out, had a, another big left-handed dunk as he just ghosted past uh, Boogie uh, early in the game for his first basket and just mashed with his left hand. Um so he got off to a quick start, uh, was looking really good. And again, you know, you look at uh, his numbers, uh, four, four assists, five steals, a block. Um, you know, he was, again, kind of all over the place, you know, wreaking havoc the way the way he does. And, um, you know, he struggled a little bit more as the game went on. I think at one point he was 10 out of 14 from the field. Uh, he ends up, what, 13 out of 24. So, you know, three out of 10 just kind of end the game. Um, did H- go to him line. and Middleton were pretty rough <laughs> down in that final quarter. Yeah, yeah, just just kind of struggling. I mean, 
Anthony Davis um, was really kind of begging him to shoot jump shots all night. I mean, he was yep. sagging way off him, and Giannis was kind of doing that thing much of the night where like he doesn't even really like look like he doesn't even want to like think about shooting it. He's just gonna like move the ball and kind of be patient and you know trust that the ball comes back to him. Um, but then he did take some jump shots and, and hit some early. Uh, did hit the three. Uh, I think he had one. He did, I think he hit at least one jump shot in the second half. Yep. Um, but you know, in general, just had a, also a couple plays where. Uh, he ended up driving, taking some hits. Uh, there was that one play where he kind of uh, scissored between Boogie and Anthony Davis, flipped it up, didn't get a shot, hit the ground hard. Um, you know, wanted a foul, and as of course as we, they pan back to the other end of the court, as Giannis is laying on the ground trying to get up, and the Brocket and the Pelicans are pushing the ball. Jason Kidd is sitting on the bench, just rubbing his head, um, which I'm sure made made everybody who wishes Kidd would defend uh Giannis a bit more and, and argue more in his favor I'm sure that made everybody feel better that uh, that Giannis is laying on the ground after a, a hit and his coach is just sitting on the bench but um but yeah I mean still you know overall you look at the numbers you know 32 points on 24 shots I mean you know again Giannis delivers against uh <laughs> two very big guys who certainly can can both protect the rim uh at times and I really, um, again didn't matter didn't matter tonight I really wish he would have passed that one to Middleton late yeah, well, that, that one should oh, have gone Oh, the one up. where he got the one where it was the turnover. Yeah, so it was an offensive rebound that I forgot who he skies over to get, which was incredible that he even kept the possession alive. And then I think it was, I don't want to say, I think it might have been a split again of Davis and Boogie, and then he was going up, and then at the last second he decided to pass it to Middleton, cutting from the other side, and it's just like that's that's not something Chris has ever like. That's not a rolling big. That's not someone that's like big and strong rolling threat like that's just put it up like you, you probably won't get a call because he he wasn't really getting calls at all and I don't, I don't even know I don't think Boogie or AD were getting calls either they were really letting him play um but that's got to go up rather than like passing to a, a rolling Middleton is probably never the right answer like, unless you're one of the three guys that we were talking about before I don't think it's the right answer so um that was a little bit frustrating but yeah I mean Giannis was Giannis. So you would think on a night like that, you see Boogie, you see Anthony Davis, you're thinking, man, maybe it's going to be a little bit a little bit tough for Giannis. I don't know if he'll be able to get going, but he didn't have any problems with that, and I think it just kind of speaks to just how talented he is. Yeah, and a couple other plays kind of in that fourth quarter that, you know, you kind of replay back in your mind and you think, you know, might the result have been a bit different if they go the other way. Giannis found Chris for a three that he did make um, kind of in the second half of the fourth quarter. And then uh, a couple of minutes later, he found Chris wide open in the corner for another really great look at a three that he misses. And, you know, if that's one of those things, if that shot goes down, that was when the Bucks were having trouble scoring. Yep. If that shot goes down, you know, what what happens thereafter? And um, one other play, the ball looked like Giannis and, and company were going to oh. pinball it for a steal. Yeah. Um, and I was that I think that was that in the final minute or just the final two minutes. Final um, it two was minutes. late. Yeah, and looked like the Bucks were going. You know, ball like basically gets deflected and basically pinballs all the way out to near mid court. You think Giannis and one other guy—I forget who the other guy was Bledsoe, but looked like, yeah, looked like they were about to potentially get out on a fast break to reel the, the Pelicans back in for an easy bucket. Instead, a Pelican basically steps up and the ball stops and he recovers and then they score. So, um, so yeah, that was just that was just a backbreaker uh, in a game that obviously you know the, the final margin kind of didn't maybe doesn't speak to how close it was for for a fair bit of the of that kind of down the stretch time because certainly a a bucket here or there you know maybe the result is different 
All right, Frank. I think I, I think I'm okay we're with good. this game. We're I done. think uh, I think we're done. Um, obviously, I think we would have loved to have a little bit more positive outlook, but you know that doesn't happen when the Bucks lose. Uh, the Bucks lose 115-108 to the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night. They have a Friday Saturday back to back Bulls and Rockets home and then away. So they will need to get back on track for that one tonight. Your leading score for the Bucks: Giannis Dedekumbo, 32 points, nine rebounds, four assists, five steals, and a block. Chris Middleton, 15 points, 10 assists, uh, five rebounds, and then Bledsoe, 14 points, five assists, four steals, and three rebounds on the night. Uh, Henson adds 14, Brogdon adds 11 off the bench. Uh, that is about it for the Bucks. On the other side, Cousins, 26 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and nine turnovers. Anthony Davis, 25 points 10 rebounds two assists four blocks and two turnovers but ultimately the bucks lose as they give up 13 of 25 from behind the three-point line and the pelicans win 115 108 for frank madden i'm eric name this has been locked on bucks we will talk to you tomorrow to get you ready for the i-94 matchup between the bucks and the bulls we'll talk to you tomorrow